The one thing that's present tonight more than any other is really about keeping things as simple as possible in your life. To bring things to that simple structure, that simple form. Life is full of complications, of complexities, of things to fill the day, to fill the life, to distract one from self. And the one thing I found this morning in my meditation that kept coming forward more and more is the simple way, the simple path, the simple truth, and the simplicity of the Spirit. And if we really want to connect to the truth of who we are as soul, as who we are as that divine, living, loving essence of the Lord, it really is getting in touch with that simplicity. It doesn't mean that we have to let go of all the things of the world, but it does mean that during our meditation we want to let go of those things that often hold our attention in the world and really and truly hold our focus, our attention, our awareness on God and loving God and only God. And that's a challenge when we're in meditation, when we have complex lives. I find for myself at times when I sit down in meditation, even if it's at 2.30, 3.30 in the morning, if I do not pay close attention, my mind or other elements of myself, my emotions, will start to come alive and awake and active and begin to focus themselves into the daily routine already. Even at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, my mind will click in and it'll go, well, I wonder if I got any new emails. Maybe we should go just check them now and get started so we get them all done before we have to do the rest of the day. Other things will just start running inside of me. Well, wouldn't it be nice to get a cup of coffee first so we really wake up? Why don't we make some coffee? Those are just simple complexities. Those aren't really the complex issues that often distract us, such as our concerns about health or loved ones or money or whatever it might be in the world, such as work and boss and so on. So the one thing that I noticed this morning in my meditation was as I was focusing on my meditation and into God and on this path of simplicity, I could see all these other elements of the world trying to grab into me like hands, trying to pull my attention away from that centered focus back into the loving, back into God. And I found that all I had to do was just keep focusing on loving God, holding my attention by chanting the name of God that we get in initiation, or chanting the hue. And lately I've been doing a lot of experimentation in my meditation just to see what works, what doesn't work again. Because I am often sharing from a place of my commitment meditation, my experience in meditation, and I want to get back into understanding the fuller spectrum of what people might be going through so that I can assist each of you in your journey home to God and not just speak it from my own experience and the directness that I've often experienced, but to look and see, well, what are the things that do pull people away? What are the things that keep people from sitting down and doing their meditation on a regular basis? So today, as I was looking at this, I began to look to see, as these complexities of life started coming in at me, what would help me to stay focused on God? And what would help me to dispel or to release the energy that is coming at me.
So at first I began to just focus on God and keep my attention on God inside. And I began to chant the sacred name that we receive in initiation, that unspoken name that is talked about throughout all of history. That Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It is that name that we hold our attention on that helps us to stay focused into that loving that is God. So I was focusing on that for a while, and then I found that as I was doing that, it got to be a little bit of a routine as I was chanting it. And I was focusing more on saying the names and not on holding my attention on God. And I thought, whoa, I had just entered into a little bit of a loop in the mind. And all of a sudden, I was aware that I was chanting the names. I was saying them in the order. I was saying them inside very nicely. And underneath the speaking of the names was still another element running. Running, running, running. My mind was still going. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. But, oh, I've seen some heads. (laughs) So I guess I wasn't the only one. So I began to let go of that, and I went into chanting the hue for a while. And the shift really helped for a few minutes because then I was in a different frequency, I was in a different focus, and I made that shift with an intention of getting back into focus with loving God. And that began to take me a little bit further into a clearer focus, a clearer intention with God. But then I found that I was even feeling now these outer pulls starting to get stronger, to call and to pull on me. And so I just stopped everything. I stopped chanting the names. I just stopped chanting the you. And I just started focusing on God and saying, Lord, I love you. I'm in the loving with you. I'm sharing my loving with you. I'm holding my loving with you. I am loving you. And I'm opening to receive your loving and to be in your loving and to share in your loving and to shine in your loving and to be the living, loving essence that I am. And I am sharing my loving with you. And just beginning to create that movement of loving between me and God and God and me, back and forth, until finally that action really began to live in me. And I found that that focus of loving God, everything just steps back. There's no room in loving for those distractions that come at us in our daily lives. The loving just neutralizes them, just creates a space for you to dwell within. So if you find that enchanting the name of God or enchanting the hue does not seem to work the way you would like it to sometimes, then I would say do just what I described. Entering into that movement of loving God and opening to receive God's loving. And let that be the living prayer that you are becoming by becoming aware and awake to that true movement of the divine that is you and God coming together as one. Because remember, that divine spark that is soul dwells here at the seat of the soul. That divine spark is of God. It is God. And what you are doing is you are, as that divine spark, reconnecting to the wholeness of God, the truth of all things. And it is important to remember that it is in an action of loving that that takes place. Now, this loving is not the love of this world. So it doesn't have a lot of emotion 
or a lot of thought to it. When we think of love, we can go, oh, well, I love my house, I love my car, I love my dog, I love my wife, I love my children, I love whatever. We have all these different things that we love in the world that we sense that love with and that we hold to with that love. But that's not the love I'm talking about. True spiritual loving doesn't have a lot or any emotion to it, any sense quality to it. It is just neutral, quiet, essence, moving. It's different. But as you begin to move more in that living, loving essence that is moving with you to God and God to you, you begin to wake up into the divine flow. And in that divine flow, you begin to sense something different, not emotion and not the mind, but you begin to hear that call through the sound current and through the light, you begin to hear it. You begin to see it. And that action of loving that is the sound and is the light is that yearning to go home to God. That's the loving that I'm talking about. When you begin to sense that yearning, that longing to go home to God, to be one with God, to merge into God, right here while you're in the body, right here, right now, to live that, that yearning is God calling us home. That yearning is God sharing loving with us and us sharing our loving with God. And the yearning really is just the soul wanting to go more into the loving, more into the fullness of God. So be aware that if you're focusing in your meditation and trying to find that love for God, that's okay. But be aware that it isn't the human physical quality of love that we're looking to manifest in our meditation. What we are coming awake and alive to in the spirit of meditation is that essence of loving that is the longing to go home, that is that which is God calling us home. And when you begin to sense that, you will then know the direction to go to in your meditation. You will see it, you will feel it, you will hear it, you will know it on those inner levels. And that will give you the direction for sure that you're going to go, even if in your meditation, before you had that experience, you don't have the direction. We've given you that direction to hold your attention to till you do get that sense. And that is inward, to go in and up. And to... Let your awareness first rest here at the seat of the soul and let that essence of the soul that has been trapped in the physical, material, psychic worlds for so long in this consciousness to begin to draw itself here. And then you look up. You look up once again. You go inward and upward. And then in that inward and upward state here, eventually you will find yourself truly being drawn to look upward into that next part of your journey. And that is the direction that will then begin to take you into that divine flow of loving where the soul begins its journey back home to the heart of God. So if you find in your meditation that you find all these things, the complexities of the world, the disturbances, the concerns, the fears, 
coming at you, let that be okay. Don't judge them. Don't fear them. But don't focus on them. Don't give them attention. Don't feed them what they want to be fed. They want your attention. Because once they have your attention, they have greater dominion over you. They have a greater sense of control over you. And you giving them attention feeds them and gives them a greater sense of strength and life and activity in your consciousness. So the thing to do is to be aware of them and go, you know, not right now, I'm focusing on God. God's first. Remember that. God is first in my life. I'm always going to have God first, not you. So I'm going to hold my attention on God and then just pull your attention back. As you do that more and more, every moment of every day, in your meditation and in your daily life, you will begin to find that you will find that simple straight path that leads you to the heart of God. And you will find that those things that have been teasing and tempting and calling and pulling, all this time will begin to just pull away, release, let go, step back. At least during the time of your meditation, if not even further into the day, as you hold to that loving. So attempt in your meditation to ever put God first and then bring God first once again and bring God first once again. Have no other gods before God. Well, but my wife wants me to always have her first. I can't put God first. She's got to be first. Well, let her know at this level when you're doing family, when you're living in this world with her, you will make her first at that level. But truly always have God above all things. The moment you make anything more important than God, it has dominion over you. It does. It has dominion over you. And you create an attachment to it. God has no desire to control you, to trap you, but things of this creation do want to control and do want to trap you, do want you to get attached to them and them to you. Emotionally, physically, mentally, unconsciously, creative, imaginationally, we do get attached. We do get trapped into those things. So the key is to pay attention to that and allow yourself to find that place of neutrality, that place that is non-polar. It isn't caught up in the polarities of this world, positive or negative, but rather it is neutral. And in that neutrality, you then are living the loving. That is neutrality. The true essence of loving that you are as soul is neutrality. In this world, neutrality is considered to be indifferent, uncaring, cold. And we think, oh, I don't want to be that neutral. That's not the neutrality I'm talking about. That's the way the world describes neutrality. Now, it also means that I won't get involved, I won't get caught up in, such as I will stand between two elements in the world and I won't join in either side to fight. That's a neutrality. That's something of what we're doing, but not exactly. Because we're not making a judgment in any way, shape, or form of a right or wrong. Everything is okay. Everything is fine. 
and we're just choosing where we're going to hold our attention and how we're going to participate in the action of our lives. So in your meditation, let all those things that come at you be okay. Do not make a judgment on any of them. Yeah, yeah, but my mother comes in. Don't you get it? It's my mother. Yeah, I get it. It's your mother. And let her be okay. Love her. Honor her. And dismiss it. Just let it go and say, God first, Mom. God first. Bye. Talk to you later, maybe. And let it go. If you begin to do that, all those things that have had a hold on you, that has distracted you, that has disturbed you, will fall away. It's an amazing process in this action of meditation. When you hold your attention on God, and God only, and you begin to truly live in that divine river of loving, everything that is not of God and of loving in you and around you begins to drop away. All of a sudden, your habit patterns change. Your wants, your needs begin to change. Your desires begin to loosen and lighten up. You begin to see people dropping away from your life because they just don't know where to put you in their life anymore. There's no place for you. You don't fit. You're too neutral. You're too quiet. You're too boring. They have all kinds of words for you. And they just walk away. You find all these things dropping away. And the key then is for you to let them go. Don't go back and try to grab a hold of them and pull them back into your life and hold on for dear life so that they don't go away. Let them drop away. Find that greater space of peace and simplicity that is coming forward in this action, in your meditation of holding God first. God is supporting you in having simplicity of manifesting simplicity. And so if you hold your awareness and your attention on God first and allow all these things to begin to happen and allow these things to drop away as they will, and they will, because the higher you go in frequency inside, the more is going to drop away because those things of a lesser frequency cannot hold with you, cannot stay with you, cannot go with you where you're going. And they do drop away. And it's an important action to just pay attention to. Now for some people in meditation, and I saw this this morning too, they sit down, they close their eyes, and within three minutes it's like, okay, i got to get up. I can't stand this. This is too much. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do here. Or it's too quiet. It's too silent. And they get back up and they go back and start doing the world again because they are caught up in their complex lives. They are caught up in the energies and the distractions and the disturbances of the world and they don't know how to let go of them. They don't know if they want to let go of them. And the key to that is to go ahead and sit anyway for a period of time. Now, we ask for two and a half hours a day of meditation. But that takes time to work up to. It doesn't happen overnight for most people. I know of a couple of people that it actually 
was very simple for them just to sit down and begin to do the two and a two and a half hour meditation a day. But that's very rare. For most people sitting down and doing five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour is a stretch in the beginning. So sit down and if three minutes is it and then you've got to get up, tell yourself I'm going to do another three minutes. No matter what, I'm just going to sit here. Even if I have my eyes open, I am not going to get up for another three minutes. And begin to create that discipline in yourself of sitting and beginning to hold the focus towards your meditation, towards awakening to God. If you do that, eventually your body will go, oh, okay, so we're going to do six minutes. Okay, I'll cooperate, six minutes. And the mind and the emotions will even begin to cooperate and say, okay, I can do another three minutes, let's do it. I'll be quiet. But the key here is, is even if you do it with your eyes open for those other three minutes, keep focusing your loving on God. Keep God first. And keep bringing God first every time you get called away from it. And you will. That's just the way of this creation. It is ever moving. It is ever going to the next thing. It is ever creating an action of distraction. So allow that to be okay. You know, that's one of the key phrases I use inside sometimes, not every day, but those days where the distractions do come in, the disturbances are calling at me or whatever. I just go, God bless you. You're okay. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. But I'm holding my attention on God. It's when you make them wrong, when you put a judgment on them, when you try to push them away, that they go into resistance. They get more power. They get stronger. And then you find that that avenue of attention for you, holding your attention on God, just gets narrower and narrower and narrower until finally you're going, okay, I'm just going to give up on God today. I just got to go do the world. But if you make it all okay, if you love it all, if you honor it all, if you welcome it all and just say, hey, welcome, but I'm doing God first. If you want to join me in that, that's great. Well, the things of this world don't know the Lord God, creator of all things. And they are not a part of that action that we are a part of, which is the divine, living, loving essence. So as you begin to hold your attention to that, they just automatically will pull back automatically. But the other thing is this. Our attention at this level, and we're using the mind at this level to hold our attention on God, is ever wavering. It just ever, ever is wavering. Have you ever tried to hold your attention on a candle for a while or in a light somewhere, and all of a sudden you're kind of like, what was that? What's that over there? I don't remember that being, oh, look, there's a bug over there. You know, your eyes just automatically get distracted and caught onto things. Well, even with your eyes closed, your attention does the same. And these distractions can be just as subtle as a little bug walking across the wall that you don't hear, but it's there. You just kind of sense that there's something there. You see that there's something there, and your attention goes off to it. Let that be okay, and just bring your attention back. I guess if you're hearing me, you're hearing me that everything is okay, but have God first. 
And it's okay to be distracted, and it's okay to be disturbed, and it's okay to be challenged in your meditation to sit and be still and to be quiet and to be focused. It's okay, because that's a part of the way of this world. But eventually, you will begin with time and discipline to begin to rise above all of that. It will drop away, and your attention on God will be long-term rather than short-term in the moment. And you will begin to find that that which is the soul essence that has been trapped in the physical body as you hold your attention here at the seat of the soul and just loving God here at the seat of the soul first, that all your awareness, all your attention will come to a point at that divine place inside of you that is God dwelling within you. And you will wake up in a way that you've never come awake before. And you will be aware as you've never been aware before. And you will begin to live life differently at that moment. Your life will be changed. You will begin to live as that living, loving essence. Now, I wish I could say from that point on, your life is transformed. There's no more problems. Everything drops away. All this money comes into your life. And voila, you live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't about living happily ever after at this level. It's about waking up to life eternal and living in the awareness of the eternal truth, which is God's loving. So we've got to let go of all those fantasies that the world plays on us and tries to distract us with. All the belief systems and just hold our attention into that loving and let loving begin to transform us inside and outside and then let loving draw to us whatever the loving has for us to have an experience to wake up into the greater knowing of loving in God and it will also draw us to things in this creation or in the realms of spirit an out-of-body journey or out-of-body awareness so that we have greater experience to open ourselves to the greater flow of loving. So be aware that meditation is not about living happily ever after at this level because this body is going to die. It's not going to live happily forever and more some. It has a time limit to it because it is a part of the realms of time and space. But your soul is not. Your soul does not even dwell in the realms of time and space right now. It dwells within the realms of spirit, which is permanent, which is ongoing, which is never-ending. It never had a beginning, and it never has an ending. And until you get there, that's the enigma that you have to look at and try to figure out. There's no way to understand. There's no way to understand the timelessness of God the ongoingness of the spirit that is loving when we are referencing to it from a place of time and space that has limitation, that has a beginning and end. So be aware that this journey that you're on is not a journey like going to Los Angeles or New York. Yes, we have a destination. 
And yes, we have a direction. But this is a journey that very few people have ever walked. And this is a journey that we have to find someone in the world that has the roadmap, that has the understanding of the direction and how to get there. There's very few people in the world that know how to truly directly go inside and get to God. There's a lot of people in the world that either know how to get to Los Angeles or to New York or can get you to a map or get you to an airport or get you somewhere so you can get there. And I'll dare say that it's easier to get on a plane or get in a car or even walk from here to Los Angeles than it is to sit down and close your eyes and hold your attention for 30 minutes on loving God and opening to receive God's loving. It really is. It's easier to go and walk step by step. And there are people that would do that before they'll ever sit down and do a meditation. Why is that? Because the mind is ever calling us outside. The mind is ever telling us it's out here somewhere. If I just find my soulmate, if I find that church, if I find that teaching, if I find that money, if I find whatever, out here I will have it all. And that's what we have to pay attention to and be aware of and not get caught up in. Because the mind will tell you, it's not inside, don't sit down, it's in Los Angeles. I know the street, if you'll just get up and get out to Los Angeles, we'll find God out there. No, no, I'm sorry, it isn't here in Los Angeles, it's in the Himalayas. But now that we're in Los Angeles, it's going to be easier to get to the Himalayas. We're almost there. Let's go to the Himalayas. We get to the top of the mountain, it goes, well, oh no, it's not on this mountain, it's on the top of a mountain in the Alps. That's right, it's moved. It's ever seeking it out there. There's always the next place to go, the next place it resides. But in truth, all the great mystics, all the great teachers have said one thing, go within. To thine own self be true. It means to find that self, to know that self, and to be true to that self first, which resides inside. So you don't have to go to India, you don't have to go to Egypt, you don't have to go to New York, you don't have to go anywhere. It's not in this building, it's not in any church, it's not in any person in the sense of your salvation, your awakening into the divine knowing of who you are as soul. It's inside of you. But the wonderful thing is that when you wake up, into that divine knowing inside yourself, you're going to look out here and you go, oh my God, God's everywhere. Why didn't I see that before? It's because we can only see that which we can behold within ourselves. And that's a real statement of truth that if we begin to understand and live, we do begin to walk a different path, a different journey. We see... God in us, and we'll begin to see God in everything out here, in everyone and in everything, in everything, inanimate, adamant, everything. But until we wake up into the divine knowing of ourselves, we're not going to see the divine in everyone. And so I dare say 
we can walk up to somebody who is awake to God, who knows God, who is in loving with God, and who is living that every day, in every moment, in every breath, and not know that that's who they are or how they're living their lives. Many great mystics in this world who have lived such a life awaken to the divine knowing of God, walks through the world unknown. People do not know who these people are. They do not sense it. They do not see it. Because remember, I said, the loving that I'm talking about is very neutral. It doesn't have an essence to it of emotion, of body, of mind, that people caught up in this world can attach to, can sense, can feel, can be attracted to. If anything, sometimes they're actually repelled from it. And oftentimes, people that do live in that divine loving essence, these great mystics, have been judged, have been crucified, have been boiled in oil, have been skinned alive, have been all kinds of different tortures to put them to death because of the fear that they create in others, because they are so different, because they are so neutral because they are so caring, because they are so accepting of anything and everything. Jesus walked among the lepers, among the prostitutes, among the taxpayers, and among the nobles, and among those of the Jewish faith that were the head of the temples, the priest. He saw everyone as the same, everyone as the divine spark of God, living, dwelling, manifesting, experiencing. But they who did not know and understand and live that truth inside themselves judged him because he did walk and eat with the taxpayers and the prostitutes and the lepers and all those that the Sanhedrins and the Pharisees and the priests of the temple judged and pushed aside so let that be an example of you here in the world and how to live today accept everyone just as they are and allow them to live the life that they want to live so that they have their lessons experienced and learned to grow and to move on and in accepting them and allowing that you have accepted certain things inside yourself that you may not even be aware of that allows you to grow even further. And by letting go of your judgments of others, you begin to let go of judgments of yourself in those areas. And it's amazing the levels that we have inside of ourselves of separation. Separation from ourselves, the true self, and the separation from God of all things. And so in meditation, you will find at times you will be moving inward and upward and you'll find those moments where you're really focused and you're really free and you're really joyful and you can sense the loving and then all of a sudden you hit that wall, you hit that ceiling, you hit something and it just seems to stop you and you don't know where to go and you don't know how to move forward and you want to pull back because you don't know what that is. Love whatever that is that's stopping you. Love it. Honor it. Accept it. Place God into it. 
and it will cooperate with you, or it will leave. It will just leave. It will dissolve, it will depart. I don't know what it will do, but it won't stay in your way. And you can keep going forward. But the moment you begin to focus on what is stopping you, and you put your attention there, whatever it is that stopped you may have been just a little flimsy veil of curtain in your consciousness. But now as you give it more and more attention, it begins to get thicker and heavier and begins to become a real barrier for you because that's where your attention is going. That's where your energy is going. Hold your attention on God and love everything that is between you and the Lord. Love it all. Love your judgments. Love your fears. Love it all. Layer by layer. Part by part. Love it all. And there's a lot between you and the Lord, believe me. And you don't want to stop at every one of those things that come up and try to figure it out, try to understand it. Well, are you part of this life? Are you from another lifetime? What are you? Is, did, did, did I get this from my mother, my father? Who is, you know, that's the game of the world. And there are groups in the world that play that game as a part of the path back into their liberation but it doesn't really work. I wish it did. I'd be teaching it here if it really worked. But that's the game of the mind. That's one of the distractions that the mind will put upon you. All these techniques, all these rituals, all these ways will get you to God. I've done a lot of those things just out of experimentation, just to see. I know the way home to God. I know the path. I know what that looks like. Just as I'm experimenting in meditation now, I've experimented with a lot of these things just to see, do they work? Are they valid? Is it something that I would want to incorporate into my ritual, my daily life, my meditation, whatever it is that I want to bring in? Is this a part of what I want to do? And all I found is that it distracts me from my truth of loving. It holds my attention on these elements of this level and this law that they create to get liberated, and it doesn't allow me to hold my attention on God and loving God first. Have no other gods before God. I want to say, have no other gods before me, but then it makes it sound like I'm saying I'm God. But that's how it says in the Bible. So have no other gods before God. Not ritual, not belief systems, not feelings, not people, not possessions, not desires, not wants, not needs, not judgments, nothing. And believe me, they're all inside there and they're just waiting for you to come up and to begin to play with them so that they can play with you. And when you begin to wake up, and when you begin to move out of the body, sometimes fear will come up and say, what are you doing? If you get out of the body, you're going to die. Don't do that. And so you rush back into the body and go, oh, okay, I won't. I don't want to die. If you begin to find yourself truly beginning to lift out of the body, relax. Just breathe in and out and just relax into the movement that is taking place. 
and hold your attention upon that light and the sound, the grace of the Holy Spirit. Hold your attention there on that sacred name of God or that action of loving God and just allow yourself to expand and to open and to move into this next phase of your journey home to God. And if you find you're sitting in meditation and all of a sudden all this awareness, all this loving begins to flood into you at the seat of the soul, allow the awareness, allow the experience, allow it to come into you. Don't hold it back. Allow it in. And allow yourself to have the greater awareness, the greater expansion into the truth of God and you and you and God and you are one in God. And that will happen. But it's so interesting. For me, it was fear that would hold me from going out. Even though I would often have a spiritual teacher just standing right there going, come on, take my hand, let's go. On the inner levels, there was still this element of fear. At first it wasn't when I was a child and when I was really innocent and young and had no real teachings in the world about things. But then one day, I had a friend who told me about a dream that they had. And in the dream, they saw themselves leave their body and step aside of their body and they looked back on their body and they thought they were dead. And I said, why did you think you were dead? And they said, well, because my mom told me that that's what happens when you die. That you leave your body and you step out of your body and you look at your body first and then you go on. And I said, but you're not dead, are you? And she said, no, I'm not, I'm still here. But that created a fear in me. And that very night, I'm laying in bed and the teacher's standing there ready to take me out and I'm going, no, no, I'm not going to go. I don't want to die. <laughs> so I do know that there is that element of fear that resides in us about leaving the body. Let that be okay. Love it, honor it, accept it. But don't let it stop you. Find your way to expand and breathe beyond it. And that which wants to come in, oftentimes what stops us from allowing that element of loving, of grace, of compassion, of forgiveness, of understanding, of wisdom, of truth to come in, is our unworthiness. We feel unworthy of God's grace, of God's loving, of God's truth. We feel unworthy. Love the unworthiness. Allow it to just be. Don't push it away. Don't judge it. And don't believe it either. Don't live the unworthiness. Say, I love you, unworthiness, and the loving I'm loving you with right now is opening you up to allow this in. Allow me to be one with the Lord and the Lord to be one with me in the fullness. And... Let that unworthiness be transformed into worthiness. And that worthiness will become an action, a divine action that will create for you an avenue of awareness, an avenue of experience of the divine. So in this sharing tonight, I hope I'm answering some of your questions your fears, your doubts, your wonders, so that you can begin to sit and do a more 
focused meditation, more loving meditation, and allow yourself to experience it all. Your humanness at this level and the divine that you really are in spirit. And let it all be okay because your soul needs this physical body to have experience here. So you want to love this physical body. You want to honor it. But you don't want to pay attention to it while you're focusing your loving on God. In that moment, you want to wake up into the divine that you are, into the soul that you are, into the spirit of God in you. Awake there and not in the physical to really be able to be with the Lord and to worship God. And John says, God is spirit. To truly worship God, be in the spirit. For God is of spirit. And that's the truth. So we want to go into the soul. We want to wake up into the spirit of ourselves that is God dwelling within us. And there, then, we truly can worship God. And what is worship? I love you, Lord. I love you. And I'm opening to receive your loving. That's worship. Why do people go to synagogue, to church, to temple, to mosque, all around the world? It's to go and, in essence, to love God and to prove their love to God. Well, I came today. Oh, Lord, put me down for today. I love you. Bye. And off they go. They go seeking love. Or they go to earn God's love, to make the sacrifice, to plead for God's love. Well, this isn't about sacrifice or pleading or proving or demonstrating your love at this level. There's another statement in the Bible that says it's not what you do with the body, it's what you do in the body that matters. So what you do with this body, wherever you take it, whatever you do with it, during the day, during the night, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it will not get you to heaven. And it will not get you to hell. It doesn't matter. But what you do in the body does matter. Now, what do you do in that body of yours? Well, I judge, I condemn, I fear, I resist. What else do you do in your body? Lust, hate, greed, envy, complain, anger, frustration. My goodness, is there enough room in there? How do you get all that in there? So it's what you do in the body that matters. So in your meditation is where we begin to do the change. And then we take that into our daily life. We go in there and we begin to forgive. We begin to accept. And we begin to be in loving with all that is in there and to begin to bring all that into neutrality that way. And we begin to discover the power of our own soul that is the creative power. We have created a mess inside. We have created a hell inside for many of us. 
And then we walk around all day going, why the hell am I having to go through this? Why am I in this hell? Because somewhere, sometime in this lifetime or another, we have created this inside. And it is for us to go inside and to bring it all into balance, into loving, into neutrality. So it's not what you do with the body. It doesn't matter if you fast, if you do penance with the body, if you kneel down and pray to God with the physical form. It doesn't matter. But it does matter if you go inside and begin to share your loving inside with God. God inside you, right here at the seat of the soul. And anything that comes up in the way, you just say, God bless you, I love you, God loves you. Enter into the journey of loving or just go away. And you begin to get that all aligned and balanced inside. And then you aren't living in the hell. You're beginning to live in the peace. It's not heaven, but it's the peace. It's the joy. It's the grace. It's the compassion. It's the loving that is God in you beginning to come alive in you, inside. Not with the body, but in the body. And then that begins to radiate out into all levels of your life, including into the body. But it's still not what you do with the body that matters. Except for one thing. There's one thing that you have to do with the body in order to truly wake up into the greater knowing. Now, you can do all this other I've talked about in the sense of working that inner process of forgiveness, of acceptance, just in your daily life as you walk around. You can bring a lot of that into balance. And you can go and you can love all those in the world that you've hated, that you've judged, that you've feared, that you've condemned, or that you've created separation with. You can do all that with your eyes open just going through the daily routine. But there's one thing that you can and want to do with your body to have yet greater experience, and that is to put your body in a chair and close its eyes so you can hold your attention into that inner kingdom, inside. It's not about the outer kingdom, it's about the inner kingdom. My Father lives within. Jesus said when Satan tempted him, this isn't my Father's kingdom. I don't care about this. I don't want to rule this kingdom. My Father's the inner kingdom. That's where I live. That's where I dwell. That's where I'm going to ever be. And that's the key for all of us. So, that's a lot of words. And until you sit down and begin really doing it, it's a lot of words. So one thing I would ask you to do, if you don't want to meditate, if you don't understand meditation, if it's foreign to you, let that be okay. Do one thing. When you get up in the morning, not when you're brushing your teeth, not when you're shaving, not when whatever you're doing normally in the morning, in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, but stop. Put everything down and just stand there and look in the eyes of the one in the mirror and just say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I accept you just as you are. I honor you just as you are. I accept you 
I honor you, I love you, and I open to live that more with you in this moment. I love you. If you do that, just that, it takes 30 seconds, every day your life will begin to change because that will begin to stir some truth inside of you that will then begin to stir greater truth, greater awareness, greater experience. And it will call you, just as I talked earlier about that longing, that will call forward that longing for God that is God's loving you and it will create you to move into the loving with God. It is just that simple. It is just that easy. Well, how do I get to Los Angeles? That's often the question that will come up, even with a technique as simple as I just shared. People will go, yeah, but, but how do I get to Los Angeles? What was the address where that, that God guy lives? How do I get there? And that's fine too. But there will be a day, there will be a lifetime, there will be a place in this creation somewhere where you will finally say, okay, I'm going to sit down and do it. I don't know why, but I know it's not out here now. I've been everywhere 450 times, and I'm kind of tired of seeing it all. Maybe I'll go inside and just see if there's something there. There'll be a day. I know it. So be patient with yourself. Be patient in this action. Be patient with the Lord. And in that patience, in that forgiveness, in that acceptance, in that loving, you will find the truth. All right, so let's just go ahead and we'll move into the meditation. And so just go ahead and make yourself physically comfortable. As you do, just allow the body to really come into a place of relaxation, to just simply let go. Just allow yourself to become quiet and still. And in this stillness, begin to look within. To look within at the spiritualized center. To begin to see and become aware of that movement of spirit. And as you continually move into this greater stillness. Allow that awakening to the divine within now to take place inwardly and upwardly. As we continue to gather our attention and our focus into the divine. Lord God, we do invite your divine, living, loving presence to awaken within us, to fill us, to surround us, to lead us into that greater state of oneness and knowing with you. We're open to receive of your divine blessings and grace so that we may step forward 
with greater ease and greater abundance to know the truth of who we are as a divine, living, loving essence of you. And Lord, we do hold our hearts open in gratitude and gratefulness, acknowledging and receiving the divine light and sound as you wish to share it with us at this time. And Lord, as we receive, so we give. And in this time, in this inner focus, this inner sharing, we also share our love with you. And in our sharing, we extend our hearts into your very heart. That as we do our part, we truly awaken into that oneness and loving with you. And so now, as you continue this inner process, allowing the spirit within to awaken and unfold in its natural movement of grace, just allow the inner sound of the hue or the sacred names within you to come awake and alive. So just now inwardly begin chanting those sacred names. And as you continue chanting, keep focusing in the spiritualized center, allowing the light and the sounds to become aware and awake within you, allowing yourself to move ever deeper within, allowing yourself to be lifted in the divine movement of the Holy Spirit. So now continue this inner journey of loving, of listening, of chanting and sharing your loving with God as you let go of the material psychic worlds, giving yourself the space to become vulnerable and open to truly experience the divine living loving essence of the Lord that you are.
And so now, from deep within, become aware of the radiant essence of that inner light, the light of your soul. And as you become aware of this inner light, and its beauty and its loving, its brilliance and radiance, as this awakens within you, just allow this light to flood through you on all levels and all ways, touching into every and all aspects of your life, physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally, and unconsciously. Just allow that light of loving to flood all the levels, bringing with it the peace, the joy, the balance and harmony that the true essence of the soul brings. It's a simple process of allowing, allowing the light of your soul to truly love all of its creation. So love all of your creation now, unconditionally, accepting all things within you and around you, just coming into that perfect state of balance, that perfect state of peace, that center point we call love. So now let this love radiate throughout your beingness. All you have to do is simply allow and experience this greater truth of who you are in the movement and expression of that inner radiant light. now become aware of that divine presence resting at the seat of the soul and the physical body, just allowing your awareness to expand, to encompass all the levels within as you continue to hold that inner focus on the light of your soul. And just allow the inner senses to truly wake up and be aware of that radiant divine essence to see the light, to hear the sound, to know the truth of loving, to feel that inner radiance as it floods through you in this physical body. Just know this truth within you, allowing yourself to experience this inner radiance. Now, as you continue to hold that focus on this light within, just now allow this light 
to breathe through your body, holding the focus at the spiritualized center as you breathe in to see and experience this inner light as you breathe in radiating throughout your physical body, expanding to every area, to every limb, to every organ, to every part of your physical beingness. To see this light flooding through the body on every in-breath. And as you exhale, to see this light now returning to the seat of the soul and gathering once again at the center, the spiritual eye. So breathe in the light and let the light return. Just continue breathing the light through the body, allowing it to come from the source and return to the source, which is the seat of the soul. Breathing in, breathing out, extending the loving and letting the loving return. And now, as you continue breathing in and out and following the movement of this light, allow this light of loving now to extend beyond the physical body, encompassing the auric field. So on each breath, just see this light expanding now into the auric field around your physical body. Just a simple movement of the breath, a movement of loving, the true breath of life allowing the loving to simply move through every level in every way, bringing the peace, the alignment, the cleansing and the balancing of all levels within, within your own inner kingdom, just allowing this light of loving, the light of your soul, to do what it does. So just breathe in and breathe out being that living, loving essence of the Lord. So now, once again, just returning your focus to that inner radiant light, focusing now just a little ways above your head. It may appear as a sun or a ball of light. Just allow this loving radiance to hold your gaze, to focus your attention into this purity of loving. 
So just now, give your one-pointed focus to this inner light, letting go of the breath, letting go of the physical, letting go of the mental and emotional, returning to the oneness of the soul that resides in the realms of spirit beyond the physical body. And as you allow your attention to come to this one point, this point of loving, knowing that this is the truth of who you are, always returning to this point, always living the loving, all you have to do is awaken to the divine and know that this is who you are allowing the truth of that beingness to simply move however it moves in that divine river of loving. And so now to see that divine river moving from this light above your head, once again flowing through the physical body, bringing life, bringing cleansing, bringing wholeness and balance, that everything within is in alignment and a movement to this truth of the divine. And as you're ready, just begin to bring your focus physically present as you hold that gaze upon the inner light, allowing that river of loving to continue flooding through all levels of your beingness. And so let it give life to the physical body. And when you're ready, you can open your physical eyes, holding that inner focus, living that inner light, living the loving.